0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at trustmark.com, member FDIC.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter anderson President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. This is Secondhand Wardrobe Week, so today on Money Talks, we'll talk about the different ways to clean out your closet and acquire different clothes. Have you tried consignment or thrift stores or classified ads or pawn shops? So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Uh, we'll jump right into things. Uh, what about financial news in the news this morning? Well, I was just looking at um,
2: you know we're in tax filing season and the IRS publishes a weekly uh, statement on kind of how many people have been filing their taxes. Of course, this is the very first one to come out. It actually uh, they're kind of a, a week behind on everything because so this is the very first uh, week ending in. Um, uh, January thirty first this year, um, and it's it's basically the same as last year. Um, you know, the average refund so far is one thousand nine hundred and one dollars as opposed to one thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars. Of course, these early filers are people with the simplest forms. Uh, maybe they just have a W two, um, uh, possibly not even getting in the uh, Earned Income Tax Credit folks yet. Um, but yeah, that's what those these early ones. Not a lot of change, not a lot of excitement on this one yet. But we'll be watching that as the week's roll on.
0: And we have uh, really high consumer confidence right now. We got a jobs report that was quite good with 225,000 new jobs created last month. And when we look at tax returns, we generally think of this period of time when people are getting refunds as an economic boost. It's it's, um, really a good time for a lot of retailers because people Mm -hmm. come in with a lump sum and they're ready to buy.
1: I thought I got a lot of money when I got like a $500 refund but oh, no $1, you're, you're $1. disappointed
0: now
2: yeah yeah and it'll climb a little in February as the kind of um, large you know EITC rolls in um, and, and then it'll, and then it'll kind of go back down to the average
1: huh I would think though that's that's where you need to visit your payroll department and get your withholdings adjusted as much as I like you refunds. like having
0: that that refund right
2: yeah. I mean it's like four savings uh, right yeah but nineteen hundred dollars that's an extra hundred $50 a month that you could have been already enjoying.
1: Right. So, I, like I said, i like a refund, but there's got to be some sort of point of... Whatever that you'd, I'd like a refund.
0: <laughs> Would you like a refund?
2: Yeah. If somebody out there is willing to send us a
1: refund, please make your checks payable to <laughs> We'll contact the IRS on your behalf, Nancy. All right. Uh, it's National Secondhand Wardrobe Week this week. So today we're going to talk about it? four types of secondhand shops, consignments, pawn shops, classified and thrift shops. Uh, we have our first guest on the line, and it's Michelle Hartfield, Community Relations Director for the Salvation Army. Uh, so, Michelle, thanks for joining us this morning for having me uh, tell us the process the Salvation Army has for offering a second hand wardrobe
3: So we have a family store on premises here, um, and it's, you know, a thrift store. And so you can come in any day that we're open. We're open Monday through Saturday and and find your next best wardrobe piece. I I have to say that a good 75% of my work wardrobe comes out of this thrift store.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you kind of work both sides of it, and and folks who have extra uh, clothes can also uh, make donations. Is that right?
3: Absolutely. So that's actually one of the easiest ways that you can give um, and kind of fund. The Salvation Army's programs in the Jackson area is by donating your used clothing, furniture, um, and then we, you know, turn around and sell it in the store, and those proceeds go directly back into the Jackson area.
0: So, Michelle, I have a question. Um, and what if you don't sell those items? Is there some process for sending them on to the next step?
3: Uh, we Um, As far as clothes go, I don't think we have trouble with ever not selling them eventually. But the Mm. stuff that comes in that's just too worn, too ripped, just cannot be used. We actually bail them up and ship them and sell them to a company that uses them to create rags and insulation. So we try to to milk every bit and be as, as good of a steward as we can.
1: That's very good. So uh, the condition of the clothing that arrives, I guess, sometimes requires some cleaning and that sort of thing. But uh, I would imagine generally, though, uh, the clothing is in pretty good shape.
3: Ah, Absolutely. Uh, I have actually scored, um, uh, I got an Armani blazer in our thrift store one time. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of times it's, it's in good condition. It's just something that somebody either outgrew or just decided they didn't like anymore. And, you know, somebody else might find it and think it's perfect for them.
1: Uh, you mentioned this the uh, the store that you have, so what uh, what does the Salvation Army do with the proceeds from the sale of uh, this closing that they uh, take in and then resell?
3: The uh, the proceeds from our store go back directly into all of our programs in Jackson. So, uh, you know, it could be our homeless shelter. It could be our youth arts enrichment programs, character building. It could be, you know, our social services, utility assistance, and, and you know, providing groceries to families who are hungry. Um, any any number of, of our services or programs, they're all funded through those proceeds.
1: All right.
2: Um, so... Um, <clears throat> One thing uh, one thing I was curious about um, w- so, I, I guess y'all benefit a lot from people who get really into spring cleaning or something, um, but one trend I heard recently was with the Marie Kondo, kind of, you know, clean and simplify your life, and, and a lot of thrift stores were getting- and sparked spark joy. Lots of, right. They were getting all the clothes that didn't spark joy. Did y'all see a boost in donations, kind of, around that? Because I know she had like a Netflix special last year, and and did y'all see a change in the quality of the clothing that was being donated?
3: Uh, a little bit Uh, I mean we've honestly always gotten pretty good quality stuff Mm -hmm. here in Jackson so um, I know you know there's probably been a bit of an upturn in clothing uh, just you know for reasons like that people kind of cleaning out their closets but uh, we we stay pretty steady so we're fortunate that this community is so supportive and, and so good to us
1: that's awesome Uh, Before we let you go, Michelle, uh, in the Jackson area, if folks are listening and do have some clothes that they'd like to uh, donate to the Salvation Army, uh, where would they be able to do that at?
3: Uh, They can bring them to, uh, we have a donation center at 110 Presto Lane, as well as our administration building.
1: All right, very good. We've been talking with Michelle Hartfield from the Salvation Army. Michelle, thanks for spending a few minutes with us on Money Talks.
3: Absolutely. Thank you all.
1: All right, as I mentioned it is a second hand wardrobe week and so there are four types of second hand clothing shops uh, consignment pawn shops classified and thrift uh, the differences come down to a number of different things one is you know when you relinquish ownership of your physical possessions uh, what you're paid uh, when you're paid uh, and whether someone else helps you uh, sell your items uh, so i think we have a caller on the line do we want to do that right now or are we going to hold off on that all right well let's talk then to lauren in natchez lauren thanks for calling in this morning go ahead
4: good morning one uh, type of thrift store you didn't mention are the online ones there are several of those and uh, one of them is thread up but i'm sure there's plenty of them also they make a point that if if it's got the tags on it so when I buy clothing now, I've started leaving the tags on. You can usually tuck them in or hide them with your top, something if it's on the pants. And and you will probably get more for those if you're the type that doesn't wear your clothes but maybe a season or two and then turn them over to some sort of uh, consignment shop or, own, or online service. You'll probably get a little more money for them if they still have the tags on.
0: Well, that sounds itchy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it can be.
0: <laughs> do you have some sort of trick for maybe taping down the tag and that little plastic thing uh, so it yeah, doesn't I'm, irritate you?
4: Yeah, you could do something like that or I wear undershirts a lot, so uh, uh, so that keeps it from bothering me too much.
1: All right, uh, Lauren, thanks for calling in this morning. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Uh, We talked about uh, some uh, secondhand thrift shops. We talked with the folks from the Salvation Army. There's also Goodwill uh, and also local shops like Nuts, Neat Used Things for Sale that's operated by the Good Samaritan Center, uh, locations in Jackson and Laurel. We'll continue our discussion about secondhand clothing after the break. What are your habits concerning purchasing clothing? We'll have a statistic for you in a bit. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Our website is moneytalks.mpbonline.org. That's one way for you to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB public media app for your smartphone. Then you can listen on your schedule to all of the Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotcher anderson president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, his portfolio manager at New Perspectives. It's secondhand clothing week, so we're talking about the four types of secondhand shops. Uh, we had a question from for you, and according to the balance, uh, the average person buys 60% more items of clothing each year and keeps them for about half as long as 15 years ago, generating a huge amount of waste. And uh, we talked in the first segment to uh, um, uh, Michelle from the Salvation Army, and that explains why they are able to keep their used clothing store so well stocked, because we're, we're buying more clothing, uh, and we are not keeping it as long.
0: Right. And you can only wear one thing at a time, right?
1: Well, a sweater. Well, enough, I mean... You know.
0: Yeah, or one ensemble at a time. <laughs>
1: there you go. Ooh, Unless you're yeah, a professional athlete and you, like, hit some sort of milestone, and then you can sell 15 jerseys that you're wearing, and you can say all of them were the authentic game-worn jersey. Ah,
0: uh, is that it? Yeah. Is that it?
2: So, Ryder, what does your closet look like? I'm curious. Um, there's a row of white shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I,
1: and then I have my suits. That works That's for me. It. I have a, a double closet thing with a yeah. bunch of clothes that I, you know, the ones that get shoved back into the corner there. That every occasionally you look at and think, "Oh yeah, I remember that shirt. I don't ever wear it anymore." Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I don't have that problem. Okay. I, I watched
0: Marie Kondo and thought, "Okay, I'm going to go through all of my things and um, cleared out, and I need to make another run through that." But yeah, we have too many clothes.
2: But, you know, I do. Wear less clothes, Nancy says. (laughs) Pay attention, Mississippi. Let's
0: wait till summer tonight. Summer
1: is coming. Unfortunately, most of the clothes don't fit me anymore. I've gotten outgrown, as it were. So, uh, it's, uh, which is unfortunate. Mm, just a growing boy. Well, aren't no, you? Yet. Unfortunately, growing in the wrong sense of the word. But uh, well, that's a good good way to shed clothes. Then, but you know, I mean, I, th- I do think it's a good idea to occasionally kind of go through your closet. And my thing is, you know, a lot of times you go through and then you think, oh well, this is a nice shirt and it still fits and I'll wear it. But then you think to yourself, it's been in your closet for X and months and you haven't and worn you've it. You've never worn it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, set a set a timer on these things. Now we're going to talk. About about uh, consignment shops, Nancy, and you mentioned that uh, you actually uh, have a, a text alert from one of the Right.
0: Ones. Uh, so, uh, Repeat Street is one of the local consignment shops. I think we, we might even have someone from Repe- Repeat Ste- Street talking to us today, and you just sign up for these text alerts, and they're pushing you to come and shop on days when it's quieter, so Tuesday you get a coupon.
1: All right. We do, I think, have someone from uh, Repeat Street in Jackson. Parker Wilkinson is on the line with this. Parker, thanks for joining us on Money Talks. Thank you for having me. Uh, so uh, each consignment store sets their own terms for how their consignments work, so uh, it's important to research the store policies before c- uh, committing. What is the procedure at your store when a person brings in clothing?
6: Absolutely. The basics are, are a 60-day consignment. Um, we do a 50 50 with our consigners and um, they're going to pick what we think was curated for the store, and we'll make you the money, and we we'll take it from there. Items and providing the you know, the whole experience with the store set up.
0: So, um, Parker, do you set the price then?
6: We do. Between years of retail experience experience and um and of course we always are doing research because everything changes constantly you set all the prices
1: uh you're cutting a little bit in and out i think you said that you split the cost of 50 50 with the folks who give you the clothes and what are some examples of, of clothing items that uh, first that you might find in, in your type of store and then we'll talk in a little bit about things that you might not find but if someone were to go to repeat street give us an example of some of the things that they would find on any given day
6: well, focus on is casual designer wear um you know i see a lot of um one of the most popular brands women is the chico's brand one of the most popular brands for the men is ralph lauren um but casual designer wear you know, just be wearing out on a promotion we um and you you won't see many formals or evening wear after five. Weeks.
2: And so y'all are y'all are fairly selective about what you pick. If somebody brings you a big old stack of clothes, I mean, are you going to take everything or do you pick and choose? And and what happens to the stuff y'all don't take oh, or, or absolutely. don't leave? Yeah, well,
6: yeah. Um, well, you know, two sides of things. We have a furniture and side and we also have the clothing side. The clothing and the fashion we are very selective. Take by the season. We um, only look at 25 per visit. That is to reaccommodate as many consignors as possible. Also, it ensures that we're going to get the best of the best store. So we sort through it on our spot and pick pick what's going to make the consignor money, what's going to sell in our store. And um, with the remainder, remainder of those items, you know, we either take it to themselves to donate it, knowing they've already um, pulled. Uh, the more um, pieces or we um, send it on to charity for that.
4: Mm.
0: Well, and that 50-50 split is what pushes a lot of people to try to sell their things themselves Um, and whether it's through their uh, Facebook marketplace where they put something out there especially children's clothing Mm -hmm. is something that you can easily um, sell in that instance but, you know, it really is to the uh, consignment store's benefit because they don't have to maintain inventory. They mm-hmm. pick and choose what they are going to get, and they only pay when
1: they sell. And, and I think it's easier for the you know, folks getting rid of the clothing, too, because there's less hassle on, on your end uh, to try to sell those uh, those items. So, uh, Parker, what would you say the, the benefits of shopping a consignment store over a thrift store might be?
6: Well, you're going to get a completely different experience. Um comment is a more current merchandise version of the retail industry. You're going to – you should feel like you're in a retail store. You should get that organization and experience um, – and experience. Um, you, the clothing and everything has been taken so through already for you for the thrift environment. I believe you have to have a keener eye to look through and, uh, problems and issues, and um, you know, and basically the use the word dig. You have to dig for the good stuff. You know. Um, it, with us, we're going to have set up, organized, um, um, and also a staff plan to help you help. Oh.
1: All right. uh, We've been visiting a little bit with uh, Parker Wilkinson from Repeat Street in Jackson. Parker, thanks for visiting with us. And I guess you might uh, sort of what he was saying. Depending on what sort of clothing you're looking for, if maybe you need a suit or or something a little fancier, something a little dressier, you might consider the consignment store. But if you're going, you know, I think a lot of people like going, you know, retro that sort of thing. Maybe the thrift store. Well, you could find some things there. I I think
0: for a lot of people, just the hunt is part of the fun of it. You know, to see what you can find and sort through and what kind of deal you can get. So there are those people who look for those particular labels and they know what is a value and uh and it's just fun to sort through and find them.
1: Uh, some other examples of consignment stores, there's Orange Peel in Jackson, Resolution in Starkville, Lana's of North Mississippi's in Olive Branch is a limited time pop-up consignment uh, that comes out at the end of each month. Um so um again, you know, if you are uh, as as he mentioned uh they, they have they can be a little bit more choosy, I would think at the places like the Salvation Army, I would think that they would kind of accept m- most anything that's in wearable yes. condition yes, yeah. they do. That's whereas like indicative. Parker said, they can be a little bit more choosy so again depending on uh, the either the kind of clothes you're looking to get rid of or again looking for uh, you've got these two options that we've gone through uh, we still have a couple more to go second hand wardrobe is the topic for this hour We'll continue our discussion on secondhand clothing in just a bit. How do Americans do with recycled clothing compared Compared to the rest of the world. We'll tell you that after this quick break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. According to EcoGoods, approximately one out of five Americans shop resale. That's about 64 million of us, but it's a low percentage compared to the rest of the world. Worldwide, it's about 80% of people who buy, use, and wear secondhand goods. Uh, Thoughts on why we might be so much lower?
0: Well, because we are a wealthier society, and Mm. um, people like having new things. Um, And I think there might be a breakdown between... um, furniture or other odd items versus clothing. I know we love to go what I call junking Mm -hmm. and find interesting retro things. Um, I don't buy used clothing, but a lot of people swear by it. And so that's a little bit different.
1: You know, one interesting story I remember about uh, secondhand clothing is, you know, when there's a a World Series Super Bowl, that sort of thing, a lot of companies will print up shirts for both teams winning so that they have their stock ready to go uh, when the big game is over and a lot of times that clothing ends up in other countries, uh, sort of recycled clothing and that sort of thing. Uh, but also I think my parents when they went there somewhere found a t-shirt I, th- I can't remember where they went but it it was Greece 2000 Olympics t-shirt because mm-hmm. apparently Athens mm-hmm. at that time was in the running so uh, it's interesting where you can sometimes see that like well no that never really happened but hey it's still a decent t-shirt so why not go 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 ahead and wear it. Um, Could we talk to uh, Andrea and Starkville uh, first? So good morning, Andrea. You're on the air with us.
7: Good morning. How are you?
1: Good. What do you have for us?
7: Well, I am very new to confinement. I tried to um, kind of pulled some stuff from my closets last year. And I had a very good experience with Revolution in Starkville. I was there and they took some of the clothing. And of course, you know, people who are doing consignment, not on the consumer end, but on the other side are trying to make a little bit of money mm-hmm. on some of the clothes. Um, I found out that Revolution, well, you can actually name a nonprofit to receive your the money for your clothes. Hmm. So, For example, um, I work in animal rescue and I'm really, really enthusiastic about it. And so we signed up a nonprofit, uh, Small Mercies Animal Rescue, but I think OCHS also has one. So you can sign up a nonprofit to receive those funds. So if you're not that concerned about, you know, receiving money back or something like this, you can donate it to
0: a nonprofit. Of your yeah. So I have a question. How do you yeah. know that it gets donated?
7: Well, I mean, because I, I, I also ha- I happen to do the books, so ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so resolution will call me and they'll let me know. So so when people normally are getting money back for their clothes, you know, I can't remember the timing. If it's thirty days or or what? I think it's different for each shop. But the store will call you and let you know whether or not any of your items have sold. And at that point, they might want to keep the clothes or they might want you to take them back because they haven't sold yet. So and then also you get your check. <clears throat> So I uh, just developed a relationship with the, the business owners, and they you know, are doing a great job making sure small mercies get the money.
0: So on those charitable donations, if you're the one who donated the clothes, do you get the tax deduction?
7: Yes, that's right. Great. It is a 501c3. yeah. Okay. So I mean, there are some um, functioning nonprofits in Mississippi that aren't 501c3s yet.
1: So. All right, uh, Andrea. Thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. Interesting information. And I guess you know you might could do the same thing if if you if the consignment store that you deal with doesn't uh, do that. You could certainly when you get your money give it to uh, a, a charitable organization of, of your choosing. Sure,
0: sure, absolutely. Well, but I think a lot of them count on you not taking the money and just getting store credit ah. and turn, right. turning right. around and buying other things in the store.
2: That's how they get you, Nancy. You it is it. how they get you. <laughs> That's how they get you. And and I think this is a good reminder that, you know, we didn't really talk about it in the first segment with the thrift store owner, um, but, you know, if you're giving your, uh, your old clothing, your old goods, your old furniture, et cetera, to a thrift store like Salvation Army, or like you mentioned, uh, nuts, uh, here in Jackson, then, you know, that is, that is a charitable, um, charitable gift. And, you know, you are responsible for valuing that. They will often kind of write up a receipt that shows kind of what you gave, you know, like 10 shirts and three flower pots or whatever you happen <laughs> to be giving that day. But you're responsible for valuing that for tax purposes. Um, but if you, you know, if you're who kind of gives every now and then, you know, just clean up your house, you know, and drop a little box off every now and then, you might want to keep track of that. And if you do have other charitable gifts and other things that you're deducting on your taxes, you know, every, every little bit counts. And so that's a, that's a good reminder. Thanks so much, Andrea. But uh, make sure you get a
1: receipt. And make sure yes, you get a receipt. absolutely. Yes. Great. Thank Uh, you. All right. Good to hear from you, Andrea. Thanks for your call. Uh, Also, our producer, Liz Gill, reminds me that uh, some churches uh, occasionally have rummage sales, so you can donate clothes there. And then that would obviously uh, be benefiting the work that your church does uh, in the community as well. So it is secondhand wardrobe week, and we're talking to a number of different uh, types of secondhand wardrobe sellers. Uh, Our third option is a model that stores such as Plato's Closet and Once Upon a Child Employee, where they just buy the clothes from you. So we're we're going to talk now with uh, Monique Worthy, who is the manager of Plato's Closet in Ridgeland. Good morning, Monique. Thanks for joining us on Money Talks. Good
5: morning. How are you?
1: Good. So, we've talked about a couple of different uh, options. What would you say are the benefits to someone in bringing in clothes to your type of store over taking them to a consignment store or selling the clothes themselves?
5: Well, we offer a same-day service, so that eliminates the person having to go through the process of waiting for the items to sell, and it also eliminates the hassle of having to meet up with potential buyers, and we also give you cash the same day.
1: All right. Uh, What type of clothing does uh, Plato's Closet uh, usually buy?
5: Um, We usually tend to buy trendy and teen casual clothing in the best gently used condition, but we also buy some designer items as
1: well. And um, how do you determine how much your store will uh, b- buy the clothing for?
5: We have a system that's set up that prices the items that we buy from 50 to 70% off of the retail price based off the condition and the brand, and then that seller receives 30 to 40% of that price in cash.
1: All right. Uh, and then you have a store, then you resell the clothes uh, to, to other people. Yes. All right. And what happens to items that don't sell? I mean,
2: I know you're focusing more on trendy things, so you probably do sell a lot, but what does happen to things that you don't
5: sell? Um, usually those items go on clearance, mm-hmm. and we have like a, a 50% off, then it goes to 70 and then it goes to a dollar. And it usually sells out when it hits the dollar. <laughs> uh,
2: I see, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'd probably buy something that I'd never wear for a dollar, so that's fair. <laughs>
1: And I guess obviously you've got to evaluate as you said gently used. So this it's not a process where anybody can just dump a pile of clothing on you and you're going to give them some money for it. You do have sort of a vetting process as it were when folks want to want to sell clothes to you.
5: Yes sir, we have um certified buyers. Every we sort through everything and look for like stains, a lot of wear mm.
1: before we buy anything. Uh, but again, also, do you have a thing where you then launder the clothing before you put it in in the retail part of the of the store?
5: We we usually ask that they launder it before they bring it to us.
1: Okay. Um, and who would you say is the clientele for uh, Plato's Closet?
5: Um, it's mostly teens, but since we have numerous colleges around, we do have a lot of college students and like parents that come shop with their kids. They tend to find some items for them. So we also I say we have a lot for everybody, a little bit. for Everyone.
1: Uh, but obviously, you've sort of hit on a, on a hot market there because you know I, I think maybe I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I would think teenagers are one of the ones that are more concerned about their clothing and, and what they're wearing, maybe than some other well, maybe older Americans. They're also growing out of it faster
2: than than you and yeah. I are. So you know they they need to have a higher turnover in their closet. So so that's a that's a good probably a pretty good market for that. Yes, and, and the parents like they do don't spend
1: student- so much.
5: And we also do a student discount every Thursday that's 10% off. All right. Uh,
1: So where uh, where are you located in Ridgeland, Monique?
5: We are located on East County Line Road, right in front of North Park Mall. All
1: right. Uh, And, uh, again, if someone is interested, do you you have maybe like a website that they could review the the conditions for so they know to bring, you know, again, you don't want folks bringing in some clothing that you're not going to accept. So do you have anywhere that people could review, you know, what type of clothing you're looking for?
5: Yes, Plato's Closet dot Ridgeland.com, and we also have an Instagram and a Facebook, Plato's Closet Ridgeland.
1: All right. Uh, Monique Worthy, thanks for visiting with us. She is the manager of Plato's Closet in Ridgeland, and we're talking this morning on Money Talks about uh, Secondhand Wardrobe Week, and we're talking about a number of different uh, stores. Uh, so, you know, they, uh, this is, again, I think, uh, you know, uh, if you are if you have a teenager and, and you're trying to save some money, but the teenager wants to stay up with the, the latest fashions, this would be a good uh, option, I would think.
2: Yeah, and what's interesting for the person getting rid of clothes, as opposed to a thrift store where you don't get anything, possibly a tax deduction, um, or the or the consignment store where you might get fifty percent, but you have to wait, and you know they might put it on clearance or something. Um, this one, I believe uh, they had in the teaser, is more the pawn shop model where you get the money up front, and so you know that's it's easy. You you get less money, uh, you get less money than if it were to sell well at a consignment store. You Get less money than if you were to sell it on Facebook Marketplace or eBay or something like that. Um, but you know, it's it's probably comparable to what you would get
1: on the tax deduction, just depending on which tax bracket is and how you value it. Just curious, seeing that we are talking about clothing, I would think that the online way is a little less successful than other types of selling things online, simply because you got to try it on, or you would l- probably like to try it on, or make sure it fits before you purchase it.
0: Well, I, that's that's the difference with clothing versus other types of retail, because most people still do want to try things on, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think there still are ways to um, offer those things online. And I think children's
2: clothes are perfect to sell online. Yeah, who cares if the kids fit right? right. I, I mean, like, what, what are they going to do, complain? Like, oh. And they
0: grow, they grow out of things so quickly, and...
2: Yeah. Um, You're not going to fit anyway.
0: Well, <laughs> parents who look at those sizes, they understand different brands fit certain ways, and so they know how to purchase for their children.
2: And, and I think that's one uh, thing with something like Plato's Closet, where they're focusing on uh, tr- trendier clothing and known brands. You know, y- you know, you know, if you shop at Gap or you shop at Old Navy or J. Crew or something a lot, you you know what fits you at those stores. And so when you see something um, online or you know see something, you know it's a, It's a lot easier to get that um, name brand item you know kind of at the spur of the moment because it's like, oh, I'm confident that that fits whereas something else that oh even that's oh, I am a medium, but that looks like a small medium you know uh might be a little harder in a thrift store or especially if you're again like you said online and can't try it on um
1: you know and I think especially for the buyer from this the second hand uh, wardrobe. Options that we've been talking about—it seems like so far we've heard that ev- all of them do eventually get some pretty heavy discounts. So if you're, uh, you know, a savvy shopper, you can really get things uh, at, at a huge discount if 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 kind of wait uh, for the for the proper times. I think you mentioned, uh, you know, what was it uh, on uh, Repeat Street every on week, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, yeah. and I think Monique mentioned that they had a, a discount as well. Um, you know, City Thrift is one that's located here in Jackson, and they have a really pretty decent. Uh, support supply of clothing as well and you know to me if it's a pair of shorts for a dollar you know how can you go wrong? Even they don't quite fit right. That you know the how could oh, come you go wrong? How possibly could you go wrong? Well, I,
0: I'm going to give a pitch here for um, making sure when you purchase clothing, whether it's secondhand clothes or um, new clothes, that you buy things that will be your favorites. You know, we that all they will have last. our favorites. Ryder has a favorite. We see him in this every single day. It's not a favorite. It's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> but um that you will actually wear them right. and you will like them and they will be comfortable um because if if they're not then they're just taking up room in your closet and you've wasted money
1: well i would agree a lot of times you try something on and you think well it doesn't quite but it's you know it's a bargain or something and you buy it anyway i would uh, agree with you that to me it's got to be very comfortable or at least in my case i will not if i try something on and it does not feel comfortable it's going to end up in the back of the closet
2: yes the good financial advice is Buying clothes that are going to last, so you don't have to keep buying yes. them over and over. Yes. Even if you're buying them cheap, you're still spending money. And, and and this brings another another way that I don't think is even on the agenda today, um, and that's local clothing swaps. Um, uh, Facebook, there are lots of local buy nothing groups, and they will kind of arrange clothing swaps, um, especially if you know kind of folks who are in your sort of demographic and your size range. And it's like, oh, you know, I think you would love these pants or this shirt that I have, and you know, let's kind of just go through. each other's things that we don't want anymore that are still good quality um, and that's
1: just totally free way to change up your closet a little bit exactly uh, let's before our next break uh, visit with john in macomb john thanks for calling us this morning go ahead
5: Good morning, good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Good. I was just listening to y'all talking about uh, used clothes. I'm originally from uh, Cherokee, North Carolina. I was born on the Indian Reservation, and I raised all of my kids out of the Goodwill and Salvation Army uh, uh, store. And uh, a lot of times, people don't want to go in and buy stuff, but they can find some good bargains in there. And, and also they furnish the, the houses and things like that for people who need furnishing stuff. But what the question is, why do people go to the stores and they buy this stuff, then they take it home, and then they'll have a rummage sale. They resell it over.
8: Is that legal?
0: Yeah, they can do
2: that. Yeah. You sure. Yeah. Because it's it's it, once you buy it from the store, then You can go sell it around if you want. Um, yeah, uh, and and people do that. And some of the some of the thrift stores I have noticed have kind of caught on to that, and will have maybe like a boutique area. I know uh, for a time, I don't know if they still do it. There was a Goodwill boutique store here. Um, Nuts. though, we talked about this. Um, the uh, Good Samaritan store in Mid uh, Midtown. Uh, they had a, a boutique resale store. So where they would take all of their 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 best quality stuff, um, the things that were maybe a particularly nice brand, uh, those things they put in kind of a much more curated store. So, you know, these stores do know, you know, yeah, some of these T-shirts they just have on the dollar rack might be worth five dollars. But the store doesn't necessarily, you know, they don't necessarily have the expertise, you know, especially if you're talking about, you know, a a volunteer run um, Salvation Army or something. They don't necessarily have the expertise nor nor the time and, and, and manpower to go through and price all these things individually. But for someone who's just got a good eye for these things and knows a lot about fashion and knows a lot about brands and labels, you know, spending an, uh, an hour or two strolling through the stores every weekend and then having a rummage sale themselves um, to make a few dollars. I mean, it's it's just a clever way for them to do it. And that's, you know, if, if anybody wants to kind of specialize their knowledge in that field, they, too, can do it.
0: Yeah, my son-in-law used to do that a lot. He would go through thrift stores and find particular T-shirts that he knew he could sell online. Um, anybody that goes through resale shops, you're going to see dealers there. They're walking through. Through looking for options to resell, it's getting harder though because um, we can all go online and search for different products, and we know what the the true value is.
1: Yeah. All right, John. Uh, we appreciate your call. Uh, time for another break. Uh, we'll continue to talk about secondhand clothing after this final break. Uh, what if you want n- uh, new to your clothes, but you don't want to buy them? Can you rent them? Yes, you can. We'll have that and more coming up. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. for listening to Money Talks Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy botridge janderson President of New Perspectives and writer Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. If you want a new wardrobe but don't want to buy the clothing, you can rent clothes from companies such as Stitch Fix, Rent the Runway, or Haverdash. Uh, so, I didn't know about this. I, you know, when mm-hmm. we teased this in the previous segment, I thought, well, of course, you know, to formal wear, tuxedos and that sort of thing. Yeah, but
0: now that is uh, expanded to all kinds of clothing, and it's going to be mainly designer clothes. Um you can even get designer purses uh, where you use them for a while and you turn them back in. Um, so it's it's a way to be on trend with expensive clothes without having to invest all that much in it.
1: So I guess it would be some sort of special occasion that you would want to get all dolled up and, and you know, you don't have this stuff. Well,
0: not necessarily a special occasion, just that, you know, certain... Uh, brands of clothing you would like to have but maybe you could not
2: afford it if you just bought it straight out. I think what well, you know special occasions are a, probably a great way to get dip your toe in the water. You know you always hear you know some people oh you know I'm going to the specific event you know I need this specific outfit um, you know be it a wedding or a formal of some sort um, but something like Rent the Runway um, I mean I have a lot of friends who have used that for a number of years and you know kind of weddings was always their occasion for oh you know I just rented this dress for $20 instead of buying a new one that wouldn't be as nice for 100 you know. Um, and so that's a good way to kind of dip your toe in the
1: clothing rental market. And, and I mean, can, what is the length of which you can rent it for? I, mean,
0: I don't know, but it's become very popular, and we now have companies that are talking about going public, who, whose entire business model is basically renting clothing items
1: well and again this is probably the again the the formal wear industry has probably has experience with this as well but I would think you there's the in the, the I tore up the clothing that sort of thing and I'm sure there are, are you know part of the the rules are in that but that would seem to be a concern for the for the people that operate these stores is to hopeful that every time they get the clothing back it's still in in good shape and it hasn't had you know some something spilled on it, or, yeah. oops, I split my pants, you know, that sort of thing, so... <laughs> All right. It is. A, now, I've never done that, by the way. I am a large person, but fortunately, I... I, I,
0: I wasn't going to say anything.
1: <laughs> as long as no, you the right size, me. it should be fine. Uh, we are talking about National Secondhand Wardrobe Week. Uh, we're talking about ways you can clean out your closet, but also replenish it with clothing that is new to you. The fourth possibility for getting a new secondhand wardrobe is uh, from classified ads. Uh, and I guess the modern-day uh, equivalent of that would be something online, so maybe... Yeah,
0: like facebook
1: marketplace right, ebay amazon yeah. facebook marketplace uh, so it's people selling their wardrobe directly to you uh, they may have paid a fee to get their product noticed to you or not so i guess is this where you can like have your stuff promoted or kind of like google does where you're at the top sure. of the search engine Sure, but a lot of thing? people
0: who have um, if you're on facebook and you have quite a large circle of friends and family um, it's a lot easier because you already have the connections
1: um, so, what do you think? Maybe some uh, the pros of, and cons of of this sort of uh, shopping and, and and selling clothes would well, be. Well, the
0: pros will be that um, as we heard from other consignment shops, you are going to only get about half of what they will get. You are going to split the proceeds, uh, versus if you sell it yourself, it goes all into your pocket, and that's a mm-hmm. huge advantage. The disadvantage being you don't have access to all their their customers. You you have a limit as to how you can reach people. And you have to do all the work. You have to do all the work. You have to, And if you're doing it online, you're going to have to ship the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hope once they get it, they don't turn around and ship it back to you and say, no, I'm not doing this. And you take the risk with payment as well.
1: Right, 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 uh, and I would say that the, uh, yeah, most of the time people nowadays when shopping online are expecting the shipping to be free or not have to pay for included. it. Included, so, right? Put it that way. right. So it's uh, it's on the seller's end. Uh, got a couple of calls to get to. Why don't we say good morning to uh, Francis, who's called us this morning. Francis, you're on the air with us. Go ahead.
8: Hi, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm just wondering if the stores such as Plato Closets and other stores that are consignment is of- well as others do they have to post a sign that says we reserve the right to decide what we purchase and from whom"? right now we are in the city of Indianapolis we have uh, we do have Plato's Closet we have not visited that store yet, but we have an incredible store called the Tagari in an up-and-coming community, and also uh, Simply Chic, and they have many locations in Carmel and a lot of um, affluent and nice areas. So uh, we went to the store. I'm African American. We wanted to sell our projects, our products to those stores. They still had the dry cleaner uh, tags on them. One item had uh, a brand new, you know, tag had not been taken off uh, purchase tag nonetheless we were refused uh, uh with different uh, excuses as to why they could not purchase the items from us but we gave it to our caucasian team and they purchased almost everything from them so now we want uh we're still working on um uh, truth and uh advertising and uh, more uh transparency at who they buy from because a lot of their customers are african-americans Um, and other different races as well. So do your stores, such as uh, Plato Closet and others, do they have to post those signs? Is that something that you have? I, I mean, I know have I have. In this seen, area,
0: I have seen signs uh, at consignment shops that that say they do reserve the right to pick and choose. Now, uh, what you're talking about is a really odd, unusual thing. Um, it's and I not odd and unusual up there, ma'am. Well, it's uh, you know, odd and I, unusual down here. I, I would think because there you, we have a large African American population, and so those are customers, and yeah, um, yeah. that would seem to me maybe that the difference I don't know and I'm, I'm sorry you had that experience uh, that should not be the case if it's yeah. an identical item yeah. um, then the value should be the same
2: um, I, you know, I would say the racial discrimination is rampant in retail and in our society broadly. So it's not terribly surprising to me that folks encounter that when trying to sell goods back. Um, that being said, this is an area where, you know, especially something like Plato's Closet, where they're already saying on the front end that they're going to be very, very picky. Obviously, they should not, you know, being picky about the person selling it to them. Sounds like it's sounds like it's wildly illegal. Um, but, you know, when yeah, they're already saying that they are being picky about the product it does it it gives gives them a lot more leeway uh to be discriminatory in many ways so um that's certainly a kind of a a, i was going to say a buyer beware situation but um maybe maybe it's a seller 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 beware beware, uh
1: situation um so yeah and that's it's that's that's awful Right. And also, whether what the legal ramifications or the legal requirements are in a consignment shop and that sort of thing about posting uh, your rules and regulations, that's not something that's in our, our bailiwick. Uh, Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can find it at moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks with your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter-Jaberson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks, only on MPB Think Radio.
4: support for mpb comes from trustmark a financial partner for businesses throughout
0: the south for 130 years trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances more info at trustmark.com member
4: fdic this is an mpb think radio podcast